Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. To conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is November the 24th, 2013. And if you are on the North American or Canadian continent, my God, is it cold outside. I'm sending a special shout out to uh, Julie Dash down in Barbados. Julie, I want you to know we're praying for your mom and for your father. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about tonight is my why and why did I choose to be here instead of Hawaii this week. I tell you, it is so cold outside that it just makes no sense. Now, I know for those of you that are living somewhere weird like Siberia, why you live there, I don't know, but more power to you. But for uh, the rest of us and the rest of the uh, the American continent, the weather has taken a serious toll. So welcome, Christmas weather, welcome. Tonight, we are talking about something that may be very good on a cold night, and that's having the right person to snuggle up with. We have a show that is um, going to approach a subject that, in my opinion, needs to really, really and truly be discussed. We're going to talk about a, almost for some a fetish, for others a condition of despair, for others it's just me being me, and boo, if you don't like it, move around. For others, it's how did I get this way, did these kids do this to my body. For others, it's called I Cannot Stop That Peach Cobbler's Damn Show Smells Good and Give Me Another Scoop of That Macaroni and Cheese. But what we are going to be talking about is full-figured women. Is it just sexy or is it just sad? Well, I can tell you this. Don't write me any letters because I'm only going to give them to Julia, and Julia is out on vacation, so she will not read them. But this is a topic that we do need to address. You know, it is, um, I think our country is so full of crap sometimes. And I'm going to say that when I've traveled the world, when I look at women, especially uh, in Latin American countries, um, in the Eastern blocks and Eastern countries, Having a full figure is something that men are, uh, even having fetishes over men are extremely attracted to women with curves. Uh, Some to say the more pushing for the cushion, the more loving for the oven. All of these little statements are rooted in social dogma. Um, only in the Western culture is uh, is celebrating someone who looks like they need to hurry up and go eat an emergency sandwich a good thing. Uh, I think that, it, and it is my honest opinion, being a man that just appreciates the beauty of all women, I don't care if you're a petite or got a little extra meat, as long as you are working what God gave you, it's all good with me. However, that is only my opinion, and unfortunately, that opinion is not shared with very many other people. Let me give you a little bit of backdrop for tonight's conversation. Um, When I looked at this subject, my producer came to me, and she said, I really want to do this show on um, full-figured women. And Julia is not a full-figured woman. This girl looks like uh, what most women 
just would dream of looking like. She's an extremely beautiful woman, and ladies, it is her hair, so those of you that are wearing weave don't hate. But I'm going to say this. When we talked about this thing, in all seriousness, she um, she wrote this comment, and the text I saw it, and it just really hit home with me. It says, all, all those sighs is a small word. It has a powerful meaning. And that meaning, ladies and gentlemen, affects the self-esteem and the wherewithal of so many people, um, especially women. Uh, I, I'm not even going to say women of color, just all women. I had a comment come back on one of our, our Facebook pages earlier where a very attractive uh, woman made this comment. and She said, you know, a man said that I was thick. Uh, wait, let me read the comment. I want to make sure that I get this right. Uh, the sister said, um, well, let, let me read it, let me read it, hang on. Uh, right now, yeah, he said, I got called thick the other day, and it didn't feel good. I've been thin all my life, and this size is not setting well with me. And I was like, wow. Well, to begin this program, I'm going to bring um, my first guest on. Her name is Corona. She is a uh, very good friend and someone whom I respect. She changes the lives of children every day in ways that will impact them and their families as well as the people's lives those children will affect perpetually. So I want to bring her on. Without further ado, Julia, I understand Corona is in the studio. Can we uh, get her live on right now? She's on. Corona, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, I need everybody, if you have your computers on, please hit the mute button because we will get feedback, so please mute your computers. Corona, thanks for coming on the program this evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm finding yourself. I'm blessed. Um, one, I, I can't thank you enough for joining this program. Um, you are one of the most beautiful people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, both inside and out. And you and I have were talking uh, in my office one day about uh, the struggle that people have with obesity and with being plus-sized and what have you. Would you share with me just one story in particular uh, the one that you told me about being at the grocery store and hearing comments, share that with our audience. Well, you know, being a plus-size woman, um, and particularly in, in certain areas of your body, you do get the stares, you do get the comments. Um, I do visit the grocery store a lot and walking through um, – You'll get, some, you'll get some stares and people hunching the other, giving comments to look um, or gestures to look at, at me, you know, um, making fun or making comments about the size. So um, I do get that often, and it did at one point um, affect my attitude and my self-esteem, but working through that, um, you know, in therapy and all, it, it really doesn't matter anymore, so... But let me ask you this. Everybody does not have your resilience and your charisma. So what is it like uh, when you and, – and what kind of comments have you gotten from family members and friends concerning your weight, and how did it make you feel? Um, I've received some comments from my mom, um, not particularly about my – well, about my weight, but about the eating um, habits that I have. Um, kind of giving me a scolding of not to eat this, not to eat that, remember you're on the diet, things like that. Um, from my grandmother, I got a few little things about, you know, you're getting, you're getting big, you need to watch this, you need to watch that. Um, you know, so different things like that I have received from my family. Not so much of making fun of the weight, but indirectly telling me I need to do something about it or how I need to eat with it. Do you find that, do you find when you go out that people have an expectation just because you're a plus size girl uh, or that they treat you differently? Tell uh, tell me what what it's like. Put us 
in your shoes what it's like for a day in the life of the average plus size woman? Yeah, so, well, when I go out, um, actually when I go out socially, um, you will get that, it's especially if you're with slimmer women, you're going to get the males looking more at the slimmer woman than you. Um, you will get um, in a restaurant most of the time, you will get that waiter or waitress will focus on the smaller person more than you. Um, like, again, like I said, again, in a social, social world when you're out, in the night, you know, your nighttime partying and whatever, you you tend to be overlooked in conversation. I've had people to totally disregard me in a conversation and talk to others um, until I walked off from that conversation and got in another conversation because I knew at that moment that wasn't a person that you to be talking to the begin- in the beginning. So, um, you know, that you get those type of things like that. Um, you get stares. Like I said, again, you get stares, you get winks, you get different things, but um, you have to know who you are and you have to appreciate who you are because I had to understand that I was more than the weight. I had more things going for me than the weight. So, When you said you get stares and you get winks, what's, what do you think the winks are about and what do you think the stares are about? That's a, that's a huge comment. The stares, <clears throat> the stares to me, and, and maybe it was my perception, a uh, bad perception of my for me, but the stares were more of um, I feel sorry for you or you can really do something about your size. In, I mean, it wouldn't come out verbally, but you got that, that feeling. Um, sometimes the winks would be, um, I've had people to wink and say, if maybe it's a bigger person or a person of size and they would wink at you to say, I understand. I understand you. I understand what you're going through. Um, and it was just an indirect gesture that you and that person understood because you were the same size. So those the winks the winks are the things I got from people of my size. The stares are people from the smaller sizes. How has being a plus size girl impacted your life when it comes to buying clothes or dating or just in general how you get treated in public? Um, mostly with buying clothes, of course, you go to the, the, the full figure stores and um, in there, you know, well, you cater to because the store caters to your size. So that is, that's perfect. Um, other than that, um, buying clothes is fine because right now, you know, America, almost 50% of America's plus size are more percentage. And so you have a lot of stores that cater to the plus size woman. So I don't really have a problem in that area. Um, you do pay more for your clothes. Um, and sometimes you can't get the exact design that you want, but you have other things that's out there, so that that kind of substitutes for what you want. But you do pay more for the clothes itself because it's bigger. Um, so basically, that's pretty much that's pretty much it with the clothing. I don't really have a problem with finding clothes that I really want. Um, if I want something um, that is in a smaller size and I don't find it in a bigger size, then I'll get it made to fit my size, to fit my, my body. So. But in dating, how has that affected you? Do you find that it's created more of a lonely life, or do you think you have men that just have a fetish for being with a plus-size girl? Um, dating has been on the side of the lonely life. Um, I've, I've dated guys that love the plus-size woman, but, of course, they didn't work out because they had some issues themselves as well. Um, but it has been more of the lonely because a lot of men don't like the bigger plus size girl. And, um, so you, you do become lonely. You, you know, you do have that, that issue. Do you think in that process of being, um, almost invisible, because I know when I deal with a lot of my clients that are struggling with dysmorphic issues or, or they have, uh, a weight issue, they tell me, quote, unquote, that they feel invisible unless someone's staring at them to make fun. People try not to look at them or they uh, feel, you know, left out. Have you ever felt that way? In the, well, no, with my friends and all, going out and doing things, um, I guess because I'm I'm sociable or whatever, you know, and, and also I make sure 
and this is just a thing with me, um, I make sure that I am put together well. And so I, I, I find that even though they look at the size, they kind of dismiss the size if you are well put together, meaning if you are dressed well, if you um, have your makeup on, your hair done, if you just look really nice, they'll kind of dismiss that weight a little bit and, and focus on how well you put together. I've had people to say, oh, you, you, you dress so well, um, you're a full-figure lady, but, but um, you look really good, or that outfit is really nice, or your hair is really beautiful, you know, things like that. So they kind of dismiss that, that weight issue and, and take on that, oh, you do, even though you're plus size, I love the way you look. And and I had to tell my I had to get myself to understand that um, forget the weight and deal on you know focus on how you look and be confident about that because people only receive what you give out. So if I walk in looking defeated or I walk in looking like I my self esteem is down, then that's what I get. Wow, that's deep. Hey, uh, America, I want you guys to stay tuned. This is really going to be a no Halls Board show tonight talking about an issue that most people don't want to talk about. And if you guys know me, I am thrilled. So I am definitely going to approach subjects that everybody else wants to shy away from. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're going to take a break for about 45 seconds, and we'll be right back. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I want to say hello to my friends in the Virgin Islands and to the Caribbean tonight. I wish I was where you are. It is freaking freezing in Houston, Texas tonight. But we have a show that if you have one of these types of girls, you can probably cuddle up to her and really appreciate that warmth she's given off. My next commentator on this subject, well, Dan, in case you just tuned in and join us, we're talking about being full-figured. Is it just sexy or just sad? I mean, is it one of these things that uh, society has just gone crazy and doing the stupid, or are we really missing out on beautiful people because we are so freaking superficial. Are we all a bunch of shallow howls? Well, the next person that I have on my show is Karen Nelson. She is uh, one that I've spoken with um, on Facebook, believe it or not. So if you guys want to interact with me, that's definitely a good venue to do it. But she made a comment, and this is another beautiful woman in her own skin and digging the skin she's in, but her comment really hit me. So uh, if you don't mind, I want to uh, go ahead and mute uh, Corona, Julia, and bring Karen on. I want to hear what she has to say. Karen, are you there? I am here, Dr. Young. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Okay, girlfriend, I'm going to throw you straight into the grease. Um, Yeah, yeah, you already know the whole board here. (laughs) I read a comment, and I'm going to read it. Uh, And, and again, gentlemen, uh, don't be trying to get this woman to get your phone number. Leave her alone. I think she may be taking those. But Karen made a comment. She says, you know, I got called thick the other day, and it did not feel good. What about that Karen did not feel good? Well, one of the things I had been seeing all my life, size 4, size 5, and I guess what people call the old age spread, um, I got. And it went all in the right places. But, again, I went from a size 6 to a size 12. And it just doesn't feel good. It, it really does. And I get up and I go walking, you know, my three miles every morning trying to get it off. And it just, when he said it, it was one of my writers, one of the writers that I deal with, and it caught me off guard because I had never been called thick ever. And I came home, and it just really, really bothered me. And I called the girlfriend, and which is thick, you know, and she says, you're not thick. She said, I'm thick. 
she said you're not you're five foot nine, you weigh a hundred and eighty pounds, but it, it hits you in all the right places. But it's just it didn't feel well. And I was very uncomfortable with it. When you say it didn't feel well, um what does that mean? Because I know some women that wish they wore a size 12, and I also know some women that if they wore a size 12, they'd fall out and start kicking on the floor like they got the Holy Ghost. So what for it with you makes that an issue? Um, I, I think I look at my family, I think, because all the ladies are very large, and want, and I never wanted to be that way. So I've always worked out. I've always ate well and um, watched what I ate, actually. And so when he called that to me, you know, the doctor had told me that I was 40 pounds overweight. Well, I'm five foot nine, and I don't think that weight has anything to do with it. I think how you carry the weight has a lot to do, to do with it. And if you want me to get down to, you know, 40 more pounds, I'm going to look really like somebody needs to feed me. So um, when the person calls me that, you know, I felt, I felt like he was calling me fat. He wasn't calling me thick. He was calling me fat. And I modeled for 10 years. And when you tell an ex-model that she's thick, <laughs> you know, it just it just does not set well. Now, size 12 is not big. I have a niece that is a plus-size model, and she is gorgeous, and she is she has a killing body, you know. Um, but that just wasn't me. So, again, for, you know, 45 years being a size 6 and then turning around and jumping, you know, in six years, Jumping, you know, six sizes is a lot. Well, when you think about this, I know um, that there are women who are setting new breaking ground uh, and, and, and quote-unquote what's considered to be a plus-size model like Robin Lawley or Takara or women like that. And, I mean, these girls have uh, – do you think – it's a difference when you're plus size and you have all the curves in the right place versus when you're plus size and you're dealing uh, with, let's say, a non-symmetric frame? I think that that's the way men look at it. Again, I have a niece that's a plus size model, and she's gorgeous. She's a size 16, and she, you know, she's, she's fine. And when she walks into the room, you notice her. You do not look at her weight. You don't look at anything. You look at her shape. But when you have a size 16 or a size 18 and it's just a box shape, I think that's what men see, and I think that's what turns the men off. Um, It's not, again, it's not the weight. It's how you carry the weight. So when you say a box shape, what does that mean? Straight, no waistline, no behind, no hips just straight up and down. And a lot of men look at it as being unhealthy versus being fine. And they shouldn't, you know, they really shouldn't. Again, I come from a large family, and 90% of the women in my family are large, beautiful women. They're beautiful women. And they're good people, <laughs> you know, but they're just large. So it does not matter about how, they, how they're shaped. It shouldn't, but that's how society sees it. Well, I can say Lizzie Miller, Tara Lynn, Nadia Abulusun, and Robin Lolly are, are rated among the, one of the top ten in plus-size fashion models. Mm-hmm. And when I look at their pictures, I have to be really honest. I'm, I'm looking at this online right now, and though some of these ladies are plus-size, uh, they definitely have tummies. They definitely have some other uh, features that make them, that you can look at these ladies and say, okay, well, you know, uh, this sister is definitely plus size. However, I will be honest, they are symmetric in their plus size, and they definitely have curves and big butts and smaller waistlines and what have you. So basically what they look like is just an amplified version of what we see in a more petite model. So do you think what we are is we're looking at exaggerated and extenuated body parts as opposed to someone that represents a true plus-size woman? Definitely. I think that the plus-size models, again, my niece has, um, she's 38, 28, 40. So she she has that exaggerated waistline, you know, the hips and the behind. When I look at my niece and I see my niece, you know, they, people just look straight at her her size and, and I mean, her, her shape, not looking at how much she weighs. 
So we as people, that's how the societies have set it up. You can, as long as you have curves, you're okay. You know, my father used to call them pleasingly plump. And, you know, now we look at it, he said it is incorrect to say that, but that's how men look at it. They're pleasingly plump and just don't have the waistline. Men do. I listened to the caller earlier. She said she seems invisible. They do look past them. You know, I have my brothers and my nephews and everybody else. They look past them. And I'm like, how could you look past them when half the family members in our family look just like them? The well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Go ahead. No, I think that you miss a good person because you're looking at the outer shell, and that's all I'm saying. Okay, well, I know this. I know a Lane Bryant commercial was not aired uh, earlier, no, was not allowed to air before 8 p.m. because of Ashley Graham. And, again, Ashley Graham is an Anglo woman, and she has definitely got a banging body. She's a plus-size model, but she's also the what I've heard people say, well, if she just timmed down, she'd be perfect. I have a guy on his name is Dennis, middle nickname, Stir the Pot, and I know that's what he's going to do. <laughs> Dennis Stir the Pot Glenn. Uh, he's my homie, this dude. I have Dennis on my show strictly to stir up shit. Dennis is the kind of guy that is not going to edit out his brain. He and I are a lot alike. We do not have a filter. And I needed to bring a man on that was going to be real honest about this subject. So, Dennis, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Man, I'm glad you're here. But let me tell America something. I'm going to say this to Canada, the U.K., the V.I., Barbados. You guys fight Dennis Sturdipot Glenn because I ain't no telling what's going to come out my dude's mouth, but it will, ladies and gentlemen, represent what most men are thinking but will not say, and that's why I have Dennis on this show. Dennis, let me ask you something. Do, Go ahead on. do you think men are just attracted to full-figured women that happen to have a little waist, booty, curves, because it's just more loving for the oven? Or do you think there's some brothers that just have a fetish for big girls? Or do they need to be built a certain way? Because, uh, you know, what Karen just alluded to is, yeah, it's okay if she's got a little extra junk in her trunk, long as that trunk is decorated well, meaning packaged with the right proportions. What is your opinion about that, and how do most men really feel about plus-size women? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. Most men, when they go into a club and they see a woman – they're gonna their 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 eyes are gonna be uh, attracted to the women that are very shapely. You know, everything is in the right place. Uh, no waist, no no belly, no no excess of this, excess of that. But you have guys who actually like big girls, but those big girls who have they don't have a stomach, but they have a huge butt, huge breasts. And you know, men like big breast women, but you know, a lot of guys. They don't want. They're not going to be. You know, I heard Karen allude to the box shape. You know, that's the one where the you know where they got the belly that hangs over like a pouch from a uh, kangaroo. See, and that and that's not going to get any man's attention. And a lot of times, these big girls they'll put on clothes that they really shouldn't have on, and it accentuates that that pouch. But one of the things that you got, I have cousins in Conroe. You know, if they ain't if they ain't over size twelve, they don't want to deal with them. That's all they like. I used, to have a, I used to have a saying, oversized 10, I can't get in. Do you think that most men, Dennis, are uh, – because I know some brothers. My deceased cousin, Daryl, if you wasn't a plus-size woman, he didn't even see you. So my question is, do you think that their brothers out there, the term used to be chubby chasers – or that they have a fetish for big women? And do you think these men that have a fetish for a plus-size, full-figured women are are doing that because they are playing on that woman's self-esteem, or they feel like, okay, this is a woman that's going to be more apt to give me things, and I do mean like gifts, money, uh, cars, buy the weed, buy the liquor, whatever the heck they would do because they feel like this, nobody else wants her, so if if I get her... I know for a fact that I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna get what I have I want in terms of my needs met and tr- and things. Oh, sure they do. And a lot of guys that you know, a lot of those guys they actually suffer from low self esteem, and they will they will be attracted to a woman 
who really who really shows uh, signs of low self-esteem because then they can manipulate them. You know, a lot of times they're just not they're afraid of the the sexy beautiful women. You know, my grandpa used to say the most loneliest woman at the bar is usually a beautiful woman because a lot of guys who suffer from low self-esteem they're not going to talk to them. But you got these guys that actually chase big girls because they feel comfortable dealing with them because they don't feel they have to work as hard to talk to a big girl and that they can uh, get something out of that big girl because, you know, they got to say it, they say big girls pay, pay like they weigh. Wow. What does that mean? I've heard that too. Tell me, what does that mean when you hear somebody say big girls pay their weight? Well, when you when they say they, they pay like their weight. In other words, most of the time, they're going to be... Wait, 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 wait. Back, back up, back up. I know... I, I didn't hear that right. Did you just say they pay like they weigh? Exactly. And does that mean, like, because she's a big girl, she pays, she's a big girl, she, because she is big, she pays big? Is that what that means? That's exactly what that means. Wow, that man! I, I swear that make me want to kick somebody dead in the ass. I swear. Tell me what that when you hear brothers say that. What does that mean, Glenn? Well, I actually that that's a that's a, uh, that's a couple that comes into Swaggers, you know, on a regular basis, and and this guy he dates this girl, and she's about I would say about three hundred pounds, and he's maybe a hundred and thirty five hundred forty pounds. But you know what she bought him? She bought him a brand new vet. Now does she ride in it? No, she doesn't. When they come to the club, they come to the club in separate vehicles, but that's what she bought him. So, Dennis, are you saying that only fat women do this and no thin women do? Because I'm confused. Yeah, some successful, beautiful women who, who do the same thing, and, and you have some beautiful women who suffer from the same things that big girls suffer from. We're not, we're not saying that. We're just saying that a lot of times big girls are going to pay like they weigh. Wow, Corona, what do you have to say to that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Julia, can we get Corona? Corona, are you there? Okay, we must be having a technical thing. Julia, if you can get Corona on the line, let me know. Let me say something, uh, Dr. Young. Dennis, there's a lot of women... You know, I'm in my 50s, and there's a lot of women that are insecure that are not heavy, and they pay their way. You know, they take care of their husbands, they take care of their boyfriends because they don't want to be alone. So when you make statements like that, you make it seem like overweight women are more desperate than just insecure women. Well, sometimes they suffer from both. They are desperate and they are insecure. I mean, that's not, it's not like it ain't true. I know too many of them. I've seen them. I've seen guys who who will use them, and um, you know. And I can understand that. Truly, I can. But I don't know any any of my friends or anybody that I've associated with, and you know, and I know that we know each other personally that are overweight, that are insecure. Well, you know? here's what I want to do, you guys. I, there is a person that uh, is a special guest of tonight's program. We're going to take a quick uh, one-minute break, and when she comes back, we I want her to jump right in on this subject. She's probably been sitting in the wings, uh, I, I know, doing the uh, praise dance, ready to get in and jump in and make some commentary on it. We're going to take a one-minute break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and man, are we in the midst of a show. 
uh, we're really on a topic that is literally a heavy topic, and it's about big girls. Big girls need love, too. Now, I'm going to say this. For a lot of men, a plus-size woman can be a fetish, she can be an object of desire, but are men really missing out on their unexplored territory is the question. Now, my producer, Julia, wrote a very powerful statement, in my opinion, and, and it just says, and I'm going to quote it, it says, although size is a small word, it has a powerful meaning. Now, at some point in every woman's lifetime, she has based her self-worth on the uh, standards that society sets as it relates to beauty. Uh, many women, I don't care what they uh, come back in and say. I, I'm sorry, Katina wrote that. I'm, I just got a correction. Katina, uh, let me give you your word cited, baby. I'm not trying to plagiarize a statement. My, my apologies. But, you know, size is a small word, and it does have a powerful meaning. Now, my guest is a groundbreaking author, uh, Katina Sanchez. She uh, was the creator of the full-figure monologues for Curvy Women. And I want to bring you into this conversation right now, Katina. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Girl, without edit, I know you've been listening to this. What do you think about what Dennis just said, and especially about this woman that bought this uh, road rat a vet and won't even get in the car with him? Because me and her need to talk. Um, unfortunately, no, go ahead, Katina. Unfortunately, it, it is true. I've, I've seen it, but it, it doesn't just only go with curvy women. It goes for any woman, you know, that is at any size. But I, I've seen it happen, so. What do you mean when you said it? I have seen it. What Describe it that you've seen happen. When basically people try to, I guess, buy their way into a friendship or a relationship. I've seen it happen regardless of the person's size. But as it relates to, because I want to, I want to stay on topic tonight, and the reason why I wanted to do this show is I have been shallow how myself. I, I've, I'll admit it. I'll be truthful about it. Uh, but I have some full-figure, plus-size women that are my dear friends that have been supportive uh, of my uh, books and of my programs and what have you, and I've learned, God has taught me, you know what, don't judge a book by the cover. Uh, and make sure that you really, really examine the content. So, Katina, do you think that men are missing out when it comes to dating and uh, and missing what full-figured women have to offer? Yes, I think they are missing out because they're not really getting an opportunity to really get to know that person regardless of their size. Yes. When you say that, uh, and I'm going to go and throw this at Dennis, um, Dennis made uh, has made a few comments uh, about full-figured women not getting attention, and when they do get attention, it's not so much that they're quote-unquote full-figured. They just have a whole lot of more of what men are attracted attracted to. So they just got supersized on the hips, the lips, the curves, and the boobs. Do you think that there is some truth in Dennis's statement? As far as them being of size, or what question is that? Just being, you know, just being a plus-size girl, uh, do you believe that uh, men are focusing on fetishes and body parts more than on the person? To me, I don't think it's a fetish. I just simply think it's a preference of what that person finds attractive. And, of course, if you do not, if you only view a person for their size, then you're not really totally getting an opportunity to know that person for who they are. They could be the smallest person, you know, in the room but have the nastiest attitude. So just based on their size doesn't mean that they're the right person for you. What's your comment about that, Dennis? Well, I believe a lot of guys actually don't, uh, they, they won't give a woman the opportunity, well, they won't take the opportunity to get to know a plus-size woman if that's not what they're attracted to. You know, basically, you know, most men, and I would say most, are attracted to what they like, uh, whether it be a woman who wears a 38 double D or, or her butt and her, her waist is that of a, of a two and her butt is the size of a, 
you know, a bus. But you have guys who like that. And men are usually attracted to what they like. But a lot of times they do pass up good women who are who are a little bit heavier, uh, and they could be brilliant. They could be something that can bring value to their lives. But if that's not their preference, then they're not going to be attracted to that woman, or they're not going to really take the time to get to know that woman. Well, with so that statement said, oh, go ahead, go ahead, make your comment. Is that is that a you know double standard? Because you got large men that won't talk to large women, so is that a double standard? You know, because a small woman will talk to a large man, then they get past the weight. So it's not because, you know, most women would say, yes, they want a 6'4 brother, you know, with abs and arms. But if somebody comes in that's just a little bit overweight, but treat them right, and, and, and you know, and it's just a good person all around, they might change their perspective about the person. So so it's, it's, I'm, what I'm asking you, Dennis, is it a double standard? Yes, it's a double standard because you got to understand something. Women are just here in Houston alone. Women are number men, seventeen to one. So yeah, a, a big man he can have as many women as he probably wants because women are there are so many lonely women. You know, on the average, I got over five thousand people on my page. Over three thousand women on that page on my page are single women. But does that so make them lonely? Does it make them? Uh, well, you need to tell you something. Everybody wants to, wants to be have somebody. Nobody wants to be alone. I don't think they do. I really think, let me me just stop both of you for a second. I want to make a comment. I really do believe in my heart of hearts that women have a little bit more common sense than men on many levels. Uh, I think that women are more willing to accept imperfections and look at character and value and and, uh, self-worth. But what I want to do now is pop another question, and this question I'm going to pose it, Karen. Karen, uh, when you made that comment and you said, you know what, I just got called thick, and that bothers me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katina, what do you have to say to Karen about feeling that, you know, some of her market value has dropped because she's uh, filled out in a few places? Um, I don't view it as though right her value has dropped. It's just that she's at a stage in her life where she hasn't been that size. doesn't mean it's, it's unacceptable. She just has not, I guess, gotten used to that size. I don't think that you, you love yourself less, you know, less or, or anything because of that size. It's just something that you have never experienced before. Yeah, I don't view it as my my stock. Actually, I get more attention, and I try to cover up my curves because I have a lot more of them. So I try to cover them up because I want somebody to look at me and not my body. You know, so, okay. Exactly. So what do both of you ladies say to women that are dealing, because there are a lot of women that just had a baby, that, you know, uh, they just hit that little milestone of, oh, Lordy, she's 40, or she's had a, a shift in physiology. What advice do you give a woman that is struggling with her body image? Fall in love with yourself. Once you fall in love with yourself, you really don't care what anybody else thinks about you anyway. It's about you. I fell in love with myself six years ago. So if somebody views me as oh, or sick, it really is. His view didn't bother me. My views of me bothered me. You know. And so, what bothered you? What no? To, well, let's take us there. What was going on in your life that caused you to come to this place where you needed to have a paradigm shift? I need to lose weight. You know, I have my family has a um, history of high blood pressure, diabetes. You know, so when somebody calls you sick, that's what goes through your head. So losing a little weight, like my doctor told me, is not going to hurt me, you know. So that went through my head. I just didn't feel comfortable when he said it. I didn't feel comfortable because he, not because he said it, I just didn't feel comfortable because of my family history. So, again, I'm comfortable in my skin, but, again, I cover up my body so nobody will see it, not because I think I'm fat, because actually I'm fine, <laughs> you know. I That's cover up my body. Right. I'm a size 12. You know, I cover up my body because I want them to look at me, to notice me. You know, I don't need them to notice my bosom, and I don't need them to notice my behind. And I think uh, on Dennis's page the other day, 
I made that comment because Dennis posted something on his page about somebody with big legs. The lady legs were fine. Dennis just has a problem with what the woman had on. But like I told Dennis on his page, the venue that the lady was in, that dress was appropriate. He just didn't like it. So, again, I'm comfortable in my own skin. When somebody starts picking out other things about people and have a problem, maybe they need to look in the mirror. One thing that Corona made a comment about is she said, you know, I really don't give a damn what anybody thinks. And when I go out, I'm making sure that I'm couture and I'm not going to lie. Corona, I have never seen this woman come to my office, and her hair wasn't fly, she wasn't smelling good, and she wasn't well-dressed, or that she doesn't have a very beautiful personality. So do you think that people, especially ladies that are dealing with full-figured, uh, the issues of being, and I'm not talking about a size 12, let's go, let's go into real full-figured women, because I don't even consider a size 12 full-figured. I consider a size double X full-figured. I consider a size X full-figured, and for you that don't know, that's a size 20, because some of the women in my, that were in my family when I was growing up, they sat on your couch, they left a print, Okay. So my my question is, what do you ladies say to that sister? Do you say, girl, okay, now, you know, 20, a double X blouse, you too damn big, or do you say, do you, boo? What What's the real commentary coming from women? I'm going I'm to take Dennis out the hot seat. What do you have to say about that first, Katina? And then I want to hear what you have to say about that, Karen. I just say, you know, if if you love yourself, then just just love you. Just love yourself for who you are because, you know what, it takes courage to accept and love yourself just the way you are in a society that already has this idea of what's acceptable. So if you love who you are at that moment and feel comfortable about it, then that's the only thing that matters. What about you, Karen? I agree. You know, I agree. Now, if it comes to the health problem, then I will talk to people. I have a girlfriend that is extremely large, and, you know, she's getting ready to, on the verge of diabetes, and she and I are having lunch tomorrow, and we're going to have that talk. I think sometimes that people do need to step up and say, hey, look, love you, but, you know, I'm worried about you. You know, but if it's not a health problem, if that person is healthy, love you. I totally agree. Okay, I'm going to go there with it. There is a group of women that uh, I happen to support and be a, a fan of. And so for those of you that are Facebook people or social media people, um, I'm try- I want to make sure I get the name of their group right. So I'm typing it in right now. Uh, and I think it's uh, Size Sexy Divas or something like that. Uh, yeah. Is that it, Dennis? Okay, so when I I remember, I am not going to kid you, I was doing an event where I was one of the uh, guest MCs for the event, and I walked in, I see this group of, I'm talking about, when I see these are some big girls, I mean, these are, I mean, I swear, if one of them told you shut up, you would quickly be quiet. I mean, these are not some petite little girls. And or ladies, I should say, let me correct that. And what I found when I looked at them was after talking and hanging out with these sisters, I, you know, you forget that you with these voluptuous, yeah, sexy size divas, that's the name of it. You forget that these are plus size women because, like Corona said, they are contoured. They have on five-inch spike heels. There was one sister in that group. I know her behind had to be at least 6'1", 350 pounds, but I got to give it to her old girl. She was working her stuff. Do you think that it's not so much the size of a woman as it is the size of her personality and her charisma that really makes us take notice of her? Or do you think that women reach a point where you just have gotten too damn big? And I'll ask that question first to Dennis. Yeah, I believe some of them are too damn big. You, let me tell you something. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for a woman to be 300 pounds. Her knees, her her, her knees, her joints, and her body is not capable. Of, shouldn't be have to hold that much weight. First thing that happens to them is they have knee trouble. The body is not designed to carry that much weight. It's the same thing with men. 
you can't get too big because your knees are going to go bad. Yeah, some of them, I've seen some, some nice looking. They carry themselves real well. They dress, they dress age appropriately. They don't have everything showing out. You know, just like Karen was saying, yeah, I had a woman on my page that a picture that I took, but the girl had on a short dress. She was about, about 230 pounds, and it was 40 degrees outside. You know, because she's trying to prove a point, I believe, to show that, well, I'm a big girl and I'm sexy, but sometimes too big is bad. Dennis, she wasn't that big. She actually was sexy, and most of the women on your page actually said that they didn't see anything wrong with it. You know, so the what she had on, I mean, now you, you're voicing your opinion about her clothing and not her size because she had beautiful legs. She had gorgeous legs. And my when post, you took a, well, my, you took a the picture. The things I said had nothing to do with her, had nothing to do with her size. It was about what she had on. Again, I just, we didn't – go ahead. No, I just got a comment from uh, a young lady via Facebook and she said, I have always been thin, but my best friend over 30 years is full-figured. So I've been interested in discussions like this, but I'm not going to tell her about this because I don't want it to hurt her feelings. Now, when I read something like that, and she just sent me this message back door. She's listening to the program now, and I'm not going to say her name. But the thing is, you know, I think sometimes we confuse being politically correct with being compassionate and honest. Uh, I work with women uh, that are dealing with obesity issues that either are candidates for gastric bypass and their physician referred them to come see me or they've tried everything in the world to lose weight and cannot lose it. So when I start working with a lot of these women, what has taken place is food has become their only friend because like what Corona said earlier, you know, you don't get invited to things or a lot of plus-size girls don't have her self-esteem where Corona has like high self-esteem and she she does what it does. This girl is busier than I'll ever be, but there are lots of women out there that have just gotten uh, that big uh, mix and bowl full of ice cream and cookies, or there's uh, over at Golden Corral, and they know what time what gets put out because food is their friend. Be- or, or they've gotten to a point where they have a relationship with a man, and all they do is have all sex with him and give him money because, you know, uh, there's nothing else that they really can do. So my question, and I'm going to start this question with my guest, uh, you know, Katina, I want you to tell me what do you say when you have a girlfriend that you know doggone well, like what you just said, her health is at risk, she's at risk for diabetes, she's at risk for having back problems, especially if she's top-heavy, or she's just at a point for having high blood pressure and all the arterial uh, stenosis uh, and, and the, uh, all the other heart complications that can come with obesity. How do you approach that? Because it needs uh, to be approached. Right. And, you know, and as a friend, and as I see that affecting her, then I am going to, you know, sit down and have a talk with her, you know, as a friend and truly speak from the heart to let her know how I feel. It's, it's all about how you approach that uh, topic with the person that you're going to talk to. There is a way to say it and there's not a way to say it. And I think if you come directly from the heart without any criticism, you know, directly, you know, directly at them, I think the conversation would go well. And give an example. Um, I guess you would say, okay, well, you know, surely, you know, we've been friends for quite a long time, and I would really love to discuss something with you in regards to what's going on with you and carry the conversation from there. All right. I'm going to flip the script. What about when it's just genetics? And back in the day, you know, we call it being big boned, being thick. And someone, I don't care what diet they go on. I don't care if she's a Samoan woman or she is uh, from certain, uh, you know, has certain genetic predispositions in African-American or Hispanic culture. There are some women that are just, I don't give a damn what diet they go on. Uh, I don't care how much they work out. She's just going to be a big girl. So what do you say to that girl? Hmm, good question. Um, 
I guess I would approach it as being, okay, if she has not ever come directly to me complaining about any health issues, then I guess I wouldn't have that discussion with her. Because, you know, I have friends that, you know, are of size, and then I have friends that are of smaller stature. And those friends that are of smaller stature have more health problems than the one that has, you know, a, a curvier frame. So I guess you have to come in it from a standpoint, okay, where where that person is with their health at that time. So just because you're of size does not necessarily mean you have the health issues, and just because you're smaller does not necessarily mean you're you're healthy as well. So I guess you have to come at it from a standpoint where are where are where they are with their health at that time. Okay, Karen, what would you say? Um, my conversation is going to go really simple tomorrow. I, she knows that I love her, and I'm going to tell her that I love her, but I'm just worried about her. You know, she has um, an eight-year-old. Um, she has a wonderful husband. She has uh, two kids in college, and she um, want her to see her grandkids. I want her to be able to see her son graduate high school, you know, and you know, she knows that I'm coming from the heart. So it's not like, you know, she's always looked at me as being the thin one, and she made comments about, I wish I was as thin as you, you know. But it's, with her, I think she weighs almost 400 pounds, and she's five foot five. That's the problem, you know, and she just, she she doesn't see it. So it's coming from the heart, and I love her with all my heart, you know, and she knows. And it's going to be a difficult conversation tomorrow, but I will have it with her. Well, I'm, I'm going to read a comment we just got, and I want to send a shout-out to my friend, Dr. Cat, uh, the founder of Cat Nation, and Pontius Cat makes a comment. He said, oh, hell yes, there's a difference between full-figured and fat and flabby, and trying to say she's full-figured like hell she is. Fat and flabby is fat and flabby no matter how you look at it. Full-figured don't mean flat and flabby. Stop trying to get away with that shiggity. Full-figured is voluptuous, like uh, soft Baguera, uh, Sophia Vergara, not Roseanne Barr. Big freaking difference. Mm. And some of you ladies uh, is in between Sophia and Rose, uh, Roseanne. You ain't really fat, but your ass and full, and but your ass is not full-figured either. Well, I have to say this, and I'm going to go there. Uh, first, I want to thank you guys for coming to the show tonight. Uh, could, you know, where can people get you? Because I'm going to have this final thought alone so America and the U.K. can blame me. But uh, where can they get with you, Katina? What are you doing? What forms do you have available for this discussion? Um, they can contact me. They can reach me at my website, which is www.katinacentis.com or on my Facebook page at Arthur Katina Sinches. And do you, I understand you have a book out. Uh, well, yeah, I have the Full Figure Monologues book. That's been out since 2011, and that can be purchased on the website as well, as well as on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and on Google Play Store as well. Hey, I appreciate that, Katina. And, Dennis, I know you're going to keep staring the pot, man. How can people get up with you? <laughs> All right, man. I'm. Uh, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy the conversation because a lot of times people are afraid to express themselves uh, out in public or, you know, just in general conversation. But behind the screen, they will express themselves. And uh, you can get you can hit me on Facebook at Dennis Certified Glenn. Well, hey, man, I always appreciate you having on the show. I do need men with that have the uh, that have the cojones to come in and, and actually say what real men think, and you always do that. Uh, Karen, do you want to give out your information, or do you want to remain anonymous? Oh, no, definitely. You can reach me uh, on Facebook, you know, at Karen uh, Nelson, or um, you can reach me on my email, which is wordswithinone at gmail.com. All right, thank you. Uh, we didn't get Corona back, did we, Julia? Okay, I guess we didn't. So the thing I want to say is I want to send a special shout-out to my dear friend and client, Corona, for uh, helping educate us because there are a lot of women out there that are dealing with body image issues, and you don't need to because I'm going to be honest with you, girlfriend. Be you, do you. However, I'm also going to say this to you. Your health is nothing to play with. And sitting back eating that damn pint of ice cream and uh, having a fetish for hamburgers is not a good thing. Now, if you just happen to be genetically predisposed 
to being plus size or, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Hell, that's who you are. And whoever doesn't like you for who you are as well as who you are not, let the doorknob hit them where the dog should have bit them, okay? They, you don't need people that don't love you for you because if they can't love you for who you aren't, they damn sure don't need to benefit from who you are. And to that sister that bought that man a vet, child, come in. I will not charge you. You and I really, really, really need to talk because you've lost your damn mind. Uh, anyway, to go a little bit further with this thing, here's how you know if you are in a perilous position with your health. If you are always taking the elevator and not taking the stairs because you feel fatigued, that may be a warning sign that you're not getting enough oxygen, that your circulation is poor. You might want to go to the doctor, get that checked. You know, uh, cardiovascular issues are nothing to play with, and they are uh, most of the time irreversible. So, and another thing I'm going to tell you guys, if you are overweight, and you start getting lipid and the aqueous fluid in your eyes, that cannot ever come out. So you will get diminished vision, and it will affect the trabecular pressure, which causes glaucoma. So there's another reason why you want to take care of your health. The other thing I'm going to tell you is don't go and get a gastric bypass and a lap band before you try exercising and getting on a diet. Some of you are just lazy and you need to get off your behind and, and quit eating that, uh, that food that is not good for you and change your diet. No fat food, no white bread, no gluten. You know, it, life is too short and death is too long to be stuck on stupid. And to be really honest, uh, don't you want a quality life? So this really has very little to do with weight. It has little to do with how what other people think. It's all about what you know about you. And if you know for a fact that you're having an issue, and especially you men out there, that uh, one thing Katina made a comment about and Dennis did too, is women are very accepting. Get your big behind up and go, go to the gym, work out, take better care of yourself, because at the end of the day, when you've fallen and can't, can't get up, who's going to lift your big ass up, Okay. So take better care of yourself, especially if you are a father, if you have children and a wife or someone that, give, that loves you. Hell, you may even have a little cute dog, and if you fall on him and kill him, then what? So at the end of the day, you have to look beyond just what you can see and look at the people that really need you here on this planet. I know, Julia, you're laughing because I said the man could fall on the dog and kill him, but to be honest, that story really happened. An uh, uh, overweight man fell on his dog and killed him in New York. That is a true story. Uh, and, yes, that shit is funny. But here's where we want to go with tonight's show. Uh, this week we are going to have Kim Burrell on the show on Wednesday, so you guys definitely don't want to miss that. And another thing, quit taking life and the people you love for granted. When at some point today or tomorrow, take the time to reach out and tell someone that truly matters that you love them and that you appreciate them just like I love and appreciate you. You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Uh, Julia, cue the music. We're about to get out of here. And I just want to tell you guys, have an awesome week. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Have an awesome week. Good night now.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 